Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast, where we're going to take in an episode to have a bit of a celebration. Actually, I'm going to crack my beer right now. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And also to speak to a fellow soon-to-be podcaster and music promoter himself, Brad Nunnery from Signal Chords, home of the underground. Brad does a lot to help promote rock bands, and I can't wait for his podcast to launch in the new year. It's a Friday upon this recording, so I figured it's, it's as good a time as any to crack open a beer and just have a good conversation about the state of rock music this year and what is to come soon. Sit back, enjoy the dulcet tones of two guys who have listened to way too much music in their time, and have a good time. You're listening to the Powered by Rock Podcast with your host, Isaac Holman. The Powered by Rock Podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock fans around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Power Bar Rock Podcast 50th episode. Woohoo! All right. Yeah. For me personally, I feel like I've done about 200 episodes by now. And it's been like three years, but it turns out it's actually just been slightly over a year. And yes, this really is only the 50th episode. So today I wanted to bring on a friend of the show who's had a ton of musical, who has a ton of musical knowledge and helps us showcase bands through his social media as well. It's Brad from Signal Chords. Everybody, hey, Brad, welcome. What's up, Isaac? How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Good to finally come on and actually meet you virtually in person. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, no, cheers. absolutely. Yeah, cheers, brother. Happy 50th, man. I can't yeah, believe thanks. it. I, it's, it seems like you've been doing it forever, right? It doesn't seem like you said it's been 50, 50 times, but yeah, 50 is, really it seems so few, but I'm like, actually, if you think about like, you know, like a season of TV nowadays, most of them are only eight to 10 episodes and that's like five years worth of TV shows for them. Yeah. And if so, you're doing it, if you're doing it with it, like in an hour, right. So that's 50, yeah. you know, 50 hours you're putting into it, pro probably another what, 10 for, you know, production, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Editing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's a, yeah, it is 50, but at the same time, it's a lot of work just to put out those 50. So congratulations, man. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks. And somebody actually asked me yesterday, like, how long have you been doing Power by Rock? And I was like, well, it's technically two years because that's when I started my e-commerce brand, the, the cables and stuff like that. But I was like, actually, really, I only got onto like the media side of it like a year, year and a half, maybe at the most ago. So I'm like, yeah, it's actually not going too bad. I thought it was like longer than that, but it's really a very short period of time. And it's crazy how things can progress that quickly. Oh, don't I know that, brother? Don't yeah. I know that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about this because obviously before we jump into some of the other topics we're going to dig into today, I want to talk to, to you about the story behind Signal Chords, why you started it, and what do you see coming from the podcast. But like specifically talk about what you've been doing so far and how that's kind of going from your perspective. So it's going great. I mean, it's um, the way that it's it's come from since when I started at back in the beginning of the pandemic back in 2020 is when I really started it. Uh, it's been many different variations of signal chords, right? It's not what it is uh, today, which thank God it wasn't. I didn't keep up because uh, the first first few variations were a trial run. Uh, and I decided, uh, no, that's not the way to go. Uh, and so I, and I won't even say what it was, what signal chords was before that. But uh, I, I had to go back and kind of do some research and kind of figure out what what do I want to uh, what do I want this page to be right? What do I love? Uh, I'm not a musician. I've never been in a band. I tried to play bass very poorly. 
Uh, I don't, I can't sing worth a crap. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it was one of those things where, what, what do I love? What do I love about music? And the one thing that stayed true for, for my whole childhood, all the way up until now, and I'm 40, 47, I just turned 47 is I love discovering new music hands yeah. down. Right. Uh, today's today's day to, to discover new music, Spotify and Apple and all those streaming services are, have been amazing. Uh, if you're growing up and you're a kid today, it's amazing. There's so much stuff that you can discover. Uh, but back in our day, we were we were looking at the liner notes of band CDs, you know, of the tapes. Who are they thinking? Find out, yeah. find out what bands liked other bands and who, what bands thanked other bands and all that kind of stuff, right? So that's the way we discovered it. Uh, music comps, CD comps, you know, you get a $5 comp and discover all the other bands and that was something that I really, really loved doing. And so uh, I kind of started gradually learning how to put video onto Instagram pages. Um, and I started kind of doing the mainstream artists and I figured out really quick that uh, due to copyright, they take it down all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's focus on like discovering new bands, bands that are just starting off bands that are making good songs that have music videos uh, because I wanted it. I'm from an eighties generation that I love music videos. There's something about music video and I feel like it, you know, it, it had been a dying art for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like if only there was like a TV channel that played music videos anymore. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be great? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For that, uh, you know, those three years that MTV played uh, music videos. Um, but yeah, it, it was just one of those things where I love discovering new music and I love music videos and it was a no brainer. Right. So I would do, I would search, beyond endless and you know and i would start with the bands that i was into like the lag wagons and ignites and you yeah. know all those type of bands um but then you know i would find other bands that maybe i hadn't heard of and and i'm a huge fan of record labels so i love and that was another way that i would discover music when i was young you know revelation records fat records epitaph all those all those really uh great record labels back in the day and still today um discovering bands that way so i would discover bands through record labels and record labels i hadn't heard of and and just it just started, you know, blossoming into like, oh my God, there's so much more, you know, that I that I did. Yeah, so that's basically the foundation of Signal Chords and what that's all about. Um, yeah. As as I started doing it, um, the bands would come start coming to me a little bit more and more often. You know, hey, we got a new music video. I see you're doing your thing, and um, and which is really great because you you develop these relationships and friendships with these with these bands, and you want to help promote. And it's it's all about community, right? You want to have that sense of grassroots kind of, you know, kind of thing. And you need that kind of portal. If you're, if you're an undiscovered band or a band that's not getting the attention or deserving of the attention, um, you know, I think you, your show and, and my show um, or in my page right now, you know, are, are, are you know, facilitators of, of bands that, that need that extra help, you know? So yeah. there's a sense of pride in being able to, being able to help those type of bands. Uh, and that's what really like keeps me going and keeps me doing it because uh, truth be told, I have a very, very, very short attention span. I'll do, a, <laughs> I'll do, I'll do a page for like a year. You know, I had, when my kids were born, I created a page for my kids stuffed, uh, stuffed animal, you know, and I would put it in different beer drinking positions to just because and I would do that for like, you know, six months. And then I'd create another page. Like I was constantly page hopping and, and figuring out uh, what I wanted to do, but um, I've stuck with it this this long, and you know it's it's all about the relationships I've made along the way. And here I am, I'm on a podcast talking to you, man. So life is good. Uh, future of Signal Chords is really good. Uh, and you, you had mentioned uh, we're getting ready to start a podcast, uh, which is scary. Um, 
<laughs> year, but uh, there's a lot to learn. Uh, being in radio, it's it's a lot it's a lot different uh, running a podcast than being on on actual radio. Uh, so that it, the, the learning curve is a little bit a little bit steeper, but I'm getting there. But I have a lot of, a lot of radio friends that are helping me out along the way as well. So yeah, I'm not alone in my journey. Yeah, and I think the one thing obviously that uh, we talked about was that your format that you want to obviously do is a little bit different than the one I'm doing because I know that there's obviously legal issues and copyright issues with putting music into uh, the po- podcast. People do it all the time, get away with it. Doesn't seem to be yeah. an issue really, but at the same time, I always like to do things where I'm not, you know. And and by all means, most artists will be like, "Hey, use my my music in the podcast." If you know we're on there and give you permission, that's totally fine. Even most of the time, they don't even need to be on there. But what I always like to do is make sure that I'm, you know, it's really funny because I'm wearing crossing eyes, dotting t's uh, oh, nice. t-shirt, which yeah. is. Crossing T's and dotting I's is the actual legal definition or the the verbiage that they say when you're trying to make something legal, right? Like you want to make sure you're doing things the right way. Um, And I just never feel right about trying to play music then track down everybody asks for the rights. And how do you prove that? Like if somebody comes back five years later, like, Hey man, you use my, my, my song on your podcast. I want royalties for that for the last five years. Like what royalties? Like, I don't make any money off of this. Like you kidding me? But you know, so it's like, one of those things, it's always like the, the sketchy part, but I think what you are doing is talking about having people come on and actually play, which is uh, Palapalooza is another podcast that kind of does something like that, which he has it in his backyard. Troy's a pretty cool guy. Um, yeah, but, great. Yeah, but that's kind of something that you're uh, you're thinking about doing as well. So, yeah, so the basic premise, and, and this is probably the first time uh, I've, I've kind of talked about what the premise is going to be for the podcast, right? So um, I'm, I was looking, as a former radio guy, I, like – my my inclination is play music talk play music talk you know what yeah. I mean? i'm not i'm not a front man i'm not a host it's the reason why i was never like a full-time jock i was never the next howard stern all that kind of stuff i wasn't a liner jockey i wasn't a corporate jock like it wasn't it wasn't in my cards right so it's a really hard pull to swallow for me to start a podcast number one because i don't like the attention i don't like the being the, the front man because that's yeah. not what the signal chords is about it's not about me and my thoughts about music and my my opinions on stuff so i want to feature on the artist how am i going to do that how do i facilitate a, a really good show and i thought and in doing some research on anchor and anchor now provides uh it has the ability now to be able to put uh, audio and video segments together in between you can pl- you can play songs through spotify on there and like if you're a premium member you can listen to the whole song if you're not a premium member you get 30 seconds of that snippet so what i thought it would be great to do is like any band that i'm highlighting i'm able to play songs in between segments of the bands that i'm promoting so you're going to get yeah. you know, you're going to get an interview you're going to get a song played in between if it's 30 seconds or 60 seconds i mean my videos on signal chords right now are only 30 seconds because to cur- yeah. encourage our followers to check out their official videos or check out their page and check out more about them. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the theory, you know, of, of, of where I'm headed with podcast, whether it can be done and, and how to structure it and how to structure an actual show. That's, that's what I'm still learning on how to do and redo. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that's, that's the theory right now. It could change 20,000 times before. Yeah. Then. Uh, but that's the goal right now for simple chords. Yeah. And that's one thing like I've, I've noticed, like, obviously I started this same, same kind of concept is I obviously want the guest to be the, the person that's got the, the attention on them, right? Like I'm here to facilitate them telling their stories. And, and I really like history. Like I was a history major in, in college 
I wouldn't say like it, I enjoy it so much to where like I have to know everything about it, but it's good to know the stories behind things and how they became things and all that stuff. So my whole my whole concept was maybe I'm the only one that likes long form stories about how things came to be anymore, but that's what I wanted. And yeah. yes, I also do want to be able to play music, but at the same time, like you said, now Anchor provides it. I didn't have Anchor when I first started, so it didn't even come to me as a concept at the time. I was like, I'm going to get shut down if I play music. So yeah, maybe at some point when we actually have uh, you know people who are releasing music that we can actually say, hey, you know, check out the the, the song, and we'll we'll hit play on that, and that's that's something we can definitely do. But I would love to have more music on the show, but it it, it kind of comes with that you have to make sure you're doing it the right way. And that's great that obviously you found that through anchor. Cause I had seen that before, but I totally forgot about it until you just well, mentioned it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, but I did, uh, I did. And if anybody saw the video I posted earlier, uh, like my trial run. So I did get permission from alter apex, a grunge rock band from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We promoted for since the get go of signal chords, right? Yeah. They have a song called soul direction. The intro of the song is just like this big giant buildup. And then Ken, the singer, just goes, and then, and then the riff kicks in. And I was like, that is, that's the intro to Signal Chords Home of the Underground podcast. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I, I have to use that, right? So I, I, I texted Ken, and I was like, can I use this? Can I use your song? And he's like, absolutely, absolutely. I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Um, so kind of went back and forth, and I, I basically did a weak-ass attempt <laughs> to use Audacity and take the intro and and and. and and cut and splice it and loop it like a radio guy just loop yeah. the over and over again and he saw the video and he's like you know what let me just send you the instrumental version of this song that way you can talk over it doesn't get repetitive any of that kind of stuff i'm like god oh, thank you thank you <laughs> uh, so this is all on text and all that kind of stuff so i do have his permission and it will be in the intro i have a person that's going to be cutting the actual official intro like the cool intro you have here yeah um and so I'm going to try to have him build that song within that. So that's going to, every time you hear that song, you're going to hear, think of the signal chords podcast and you're going to know that's alter apex kind of a deal. So, um, so that speaking of trying to get permission from bands, that's my, that was my first attempt um, to, to do that kind of stuff. But yeah, anchor is really cool. As far as I've seen, um, we'll see how it goes as far as like transitions between talking. Cause I've heard a lot of podcasts where it's like they're talking and then all of a sudden it's like a, it's like a, they hit brick wall. Yeah. Know, and they cut to a commercial. Hey, it's, you know, it's so-and-so with, you know, Rogaine, you know, you get your hair plugs in and then, we'll, yeah. and then you're back in the conversation. You're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I, I think to- that they just kind of throw the ads in there to make money instead of like naturally segmenting in there or something. No. And I, I totally get it. I totally yeah. get want to make money off it. I totally get, you know, you know, getting advertisers. I'm all for it. Um, but like the transitions, you want to make it as smooth as possible, right? So you want to like, yeah. you know, we'll be right back after these or or whatnot. But it just seems like speaking it's- of which, we're going to a commercial right now. I'm just kidding. Hey, it's sponsored <laughs> by Fat Tire and, yeah. and Lame Ass Dads. What's up, guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's that's what I have to learn is like how how choppy is it going to be when you do it in mm-hmm. anger? How do you transition between songs and 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 talk and all that kind of stuff? And I'm still learning all that. So yeah. Well, I'm excited because I think that, you know, one of the things that I always liked was watching, you know, like 120 minutes with like Matt Pinfield yes. back in the day on MTV where he's all, like, yeah, yep, talk to a band that you never heard of. And then all of a sudden plays the music video. I'm like, yes, why can't this be pretty much the whole channel? Because these are actually good bands. Yeah. Even but- whereas it was even, like, even some butthead was like, would play like these underground bands. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I remember uh, what band was it that I just, oh, Guar actually. Guar was here in, in Las Vegas a couple of days ago. And I was like, 
I just remembered that I discovered Guar through Beavis and Butthead when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. that's a random fucking band. <laughs> you want to talk about random bands? I discovered a band, and I don't know if you've ever heard of them, and maybe some of your listeners have, but there's a band called Fudge Tunnel. Have you ever heard of Fudge Tunnel? I've heard of them, yeah. So the singer, Alex Newport, he was in, uh, he, he's a hell of a producer nowadays, but it was just like back when the grunge was really hitting, they were kind of like, on the cusp of grunge, but they weren't, they were more hardcore. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. They were, they were just their own entity at the time. They were so different. Uh, but Alex Newport went to go form nail bomb with Max, uh, Max Cavalera from Sepultura. It was like a, this industrial record, but like fudge tunnel, no one's ever heard of fudge tunnel. Um, yeah. you know, and finding those people who have heard of them, but I found them through Beavis and Budhead, and I was a huge yeah. fan of fudge tunnel. And then it, that brought me on to Sepultura and, and so forth and so on, man. So it's, it's crazy yeah. what you can discover. Yeah. And and now they're not even doing music videos on, on Beavis and Butthead more anymore, really. They're doing mostly YouTube vi- clips, which is pretty funny. I don't know if you've watched this new season, but... I haven't, no. It's good. It's good. It, it's it's surprisingly as funny or probably funnier than I remember it being, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember so many days of, of watching it, you know, as a kid. I mean, the stuff that yeah. they would do. I mean, it was our South Park, you know, growing up. That was like... Yeah. The, it was just breaking all types of barriers there. That's yeah. The crazy thing is, I think it only had three seasons, which seems really short. I was like, really? Is that true? It was like three, three seasons. seasons. Yeah. Really? But I think it was like back when they used to do like 30 episodes a season or something like that. So, and it would be straight on reruns all the time. So you never knew how many seasons they actually had. You would always yeah. see like, like every third day. Exactly. Like, I've seen this yeah. one. Before. It's awesome. I'll watch it again. Yeah. And I think for memory, like, I mean, each episode's like 12 minutes long. So then it goes into the next episode. So, like, one season could have, you know, 48 actual episodes of that show. So, yeah. No, I love anyway. The, yeah. I love the movie too. The, the do. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. The new one, the new movie is pretty good too. Like, they've, like, yeah. they've done it right. Like, Mike Judge has got it back together to where it's, it's still funny. It's surprising. But He's anyway. Mad. Yeah. So let's talk about some things music related that aren't about Beavis and Butthead. But uh, one thing I wanted to bring up was the recent, uh, this will come out like a month and a half probably after this, but, or whatever, but we're, we're doing this about seven days after the announcement that Blink-182 has reformed officially. They've launched a new world tour. They are going to be playing we, When We Were Young Fest with Green Day headlining in 2023, which sold out in the pre-sale, which is pretty hilarious. And I noticed for, for probably very specific reasons that that was the last stop on their U.S. tour. So I'm guessing they're probably going to add two to three more shows of that, and then they'll make a ton of money, both When We Were Young, Green Day, Blink-22, all those guys. Um, but I'm curious, like, I, I first want to get your kind of, take on what what do you think about blink reuniting were you a huge fan of blink 22 when they were kind of coming up are you did you get bored of them have you liked them since matt matt's been in the band and what are your thoughts on them getting back together and then i want to i want to ask you about what are your thoughts on these nostalgia tours and fests uh yeah great questions um so blink 182 they i have a lot of feelings for blink 182 um Back in back in the mid '90s, uh, I discovered them through Cheshire Cat. I was like, "This yep. is the craziest stuff." It, it's basically it's just it's comedy punk. I yep. loved it, but the Cheshire Cat. The problem with it was it was just so underproduced that yep. it was really a lot of songs were really hard to listen to. But the songs that were good, like Eminem's and Carousel, all the, those songs were amazing, and I and they yep. made up for those songs that weren't very good. Yep. Uh, Dude Ranch came out. I loved Dude Ranch. 
Um, and that's when they kind of started making it bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. and, and I, and I really liked them too. Uh, that, that's where I kind of fell off with them. I really liked that of the state and all that kind of stuff, but that they got too mainstream. And yeah. when I was a little bit younger and as many kids growing up in the nineties and in the two, early two thousands, you know, sell out was such a big thing. Right. So yeah. I, I was one of those, you know, egotistical kids, like, you know, screw those guys, you know, they're, they've made their way. Okay, cool. I'm on to different bands now. Yeah. But I still appreciated them. I still do appreciate them. They've made a lot of great records since they've expanded their sound. I think it, it, for the better, I think you can't r- write dick and fart jokes, you know, for 20 years. You know, that it's old after Turns out they can. Yeah. Well, they're back with the, yeah, edging. Yeah. Touché. Um, but you know what I mean? It, it, they went on that kind of like uh, that self-titled album was, was very kind of way in neighborhoods. Those two albums. Yeah. Were so different. Uh, and they were great. Um, and then, and you know, and I really liked them. I, I like the albums. I really like yeah. the music. I, I just, I wasn't rushing to the, you know, to buy their vinyls or, or go to their shows and all that kind of stuff. I kind of moved on from Blink-182. Yeah. Um, but then it piqued my interest again when, when uh, Matt Skiba came. Because yeah. I'm a huge Alkaline Trio. Fan. Same. I, 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 got to, I got a chance to meet them in a meet and greet when I was on radio. Super cool guys um, on the Crimson tour when they were on Crimson. And, and you know what? Hot take here. Crimson is my favorite Alkaline Trio album, and I'm gonna go ahead okay. and say it. Um, <laughs> I don't give a damn who th- who thinks otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's got their own opinions, but that. Yeah. I mean, I I loved uh, you know um, the one before that, but uh, so I I love I love Matt Skibo. I love his voice. Yeah. Um, I think he was the perfect fit. Um, and then introduced uh, uh, John Feldman from Goldfinger to produce the records, and that's where. It, they sounded really great. I love California. Yeah. Um, but John Feldman is a really great producer. Yeah. But I think he overproduces at times. Yeah. Where it's just so crystal clear and so like, it's like candy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the best way I can describe it. It's like, it doesn't seem raw. Not that it's bad. And not that, I, I mean, they're, it's a great record. It's great. They're great songs. And I, I, and I love California. I was like, okay, I'm into California. So I got into yeah. California for a hot second. And then they released, I think, nine after that. Nine, that yeah. Nine was yep. after that. Um, and I never really gave it an honest listen, to be honest. Um, I was like, okay, well, I heard I actually Cal- like that one better than California, to be yeah. to be fair, yeah. <laughs> I thought both albums, those were two of the better albums that they put out in the last 12 years. But, yeah, I like nine better for some yeah, reason. I don't records, know exactly why. And those records have, like, on Spotify, there's, like, 20, like, 25 songs on those albums. There are, like, 30 songs on each album. Yeah, I think those are it's deluxe like, ones where they, like, reissue different versions of songs and stuff. I'm like, oh, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it, it, I heard California and I'm like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to hear anymore. You know, it's great. But at the same time, I'm like, retire already. God damn it. <laughs> no, I was just like, okay, I hear it. You know, and it was great. Um, and then, uh, you know, nine, I didn't, I didn't really give an honest listen. And if I listen to it now, I'm like, oh, those are great songs. I don't know why I didn't really like it. Because yeah. they, they, they have yet to make a really crappy record. So I, yeah. I will say that about them. Uh, just it, it's just not it hasn't been my cup of tea, uh, sort of speak. But Alkaline Trio, I'm a diehard, and and I, and I hope Alkaline Trio makes a lot more records now. Now that he's back. yeah, so yeah, and that's the one good thing about Tom obviously coming back to Blink is Blink can make Blink albums like they used to, and sure. Alkaline Trio can make Alkaline Trio albums again and yeah. do touring, which they just supported uh, Coed and Cambria. Now they're kind of on their own headlining tour right now, uh, which is phenomenal because 
I, the funny story is the first time I ever saw Alkaline Trio is when they opened for Blink-182 back in like 2001. And that seemed like so long ago. <laughs> like, yeah. God damn. Like, I don't even think Alkaline Trio, I think maybe they were on the From Here to Infirmary tour at that point with like Stupid Kid and all this, all that, that, that stuff that kind of blew them up, which was yeah. pretty much the last album that was like, mainstream that was the album i was trying to think of earlier but yeah that's my yeah. that's 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 their that's their peak and then crimson was their experimental like let's make yeah. sure kind of record. yeah i mean from here to infirmary every single song on that album is just an absolute sing-along anthem i'm like i love this banger after love banger, as the kids yeah. Say. yeah yeah it's awesome yeah so let's talk about these tours then so when yeah. we get when we were young fest by the way i don't know if you saw matsky was talking about how no but no band was booked for that before they promoted that it was coming together he said that basically he called other people saying like are you in for this t- festival that they're talking about and they're like no one's contacted us so he kind of broke the news that like they were fire festing it right so like saying all these bands are going to be here and then they made it actually happen and matsky was like i'm not even mad like he even used the quote from anchorman he's like you ate a whole wheel of cheese and shit in the <laughs> fridge i'm not even mad i'm just impressed <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, is this something like I'm not a big fan of nostalgia. I don't look back on my younger years and go, oh, man, I wish I could relive them. Well, it was fun. I have fun still. Like, I still have fun doing whatever I want to do. But I do miss the way that people talked about music back then. And that's the one yeah. thing I will say. Sure. The, the sad fact of the matter is that rock music, guitar based music isn't as successful or as mainstream and and popular these days. It's all, you know, electronic or, you know, hip hop, pop, all that kind of stuff that's taken over by, by far and away, like is, is controlling everything and albums, physical copies of things don't really get the sales at all that they used to. Everything's on streaming. So now you just go listen to whatever, you know, playlist and make your own self a DJ. And then, you know, one song right after the other and, you know, all that stuff. But, there is something about these festivals. I actually just purchased my ticket for way too goddamn much for the 2023 version of when we were young, but mostly because my friends from high school are like, Hey, we're going to come to Vegas. Let's do this. And I was like, all right, well, if you guys are going to come, I'll buy a goddamn ticket. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if you have a whole bunch of friends that are willing to go, it, it's definitely well worth it. But if yeah. are you going to pay tickets for you and your wife or, or, you know, you and a buddy just to go, probably not. Um, yeah. You know, these nostalgia tours are great. They're, it's great to see, uh, you know, all these amazing bands on one flyer. It's like, holy crap. It's like, it blows your doors back. Like, why wasn't this, you know, a thing back in, uh, back when they're all in their heyday? I mean, yeah. they had Warped Tour and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what I mean, Warped Tour was that, but it would never really have, a. they tried to not have headliners. And, and with Warped Tour, they specifically said like the most known band, like it was like a raffle. So like the most known band could play in the middle of the day or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a little little i mean it's very much like that except for the fact that you don't have headliners necessarily yeah i i like i like the big festivals um but the older i get the more grumpy old man get off my lawn i i get them so uh you know don't touch me i'm trying to listen to music here (laughs) right right i mean Lagwagon's one of my favorite bands of all time if they were playing that i wouldn't i still wouldn't go if they were playing that orlando i would think about it um but it, 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 it's not enough for me to relive those days. Like it's great to relive it through just even just the, the promo material. Right. Um, yeah. And it's really cool. And maybe make a playlist when we're young fest on your own, you know, and then you can reminisce on your own. You don't have to spend the $5,000 to, to go to it and, and, and spend a day in the heat. And especially if you're in Las Vegas, you know, all about the heat like I do in Florida. So yeah. it's just like, oh, 
Japan. I will say they picked a good time of the year because it's like mid eighties right now, which is like totally mm-hmm. fine. That's like it's like perfect weather here because yeah, it can like be miserable. Like if it's July, you just like they do like life is beautiful in September, and they do EDM, which is like an electronic one in like May or June, and in electronic like EDM fest, I think or EDC, that's what it's called, EDC. I think like one person pretty much dies every year from heat exhaustion. And I'm like, how do you keep, how does this keep being allowed to be put out there? Like if somebody's dying every year, they should stop doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if every time, you know, like uh, Metallica went on tour, somebody died, they would absolutely stop Metallica from being in, in a festival or in just touring in general. Like the amount of like leeway that they give this festival to me is just insane. Well, we'll see how it goes. Like I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of the conspiracy theory, you know, conspiracy theory, and like, you know, uh, I'm just. Waiting. Well, you live in Florida for Christ's sake. Of course you are. <laughs> I'm Florida man reincarnate. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have all the uh, what do you call it? Skepticism. That's a hard yeah. word. Um, I'm very, I'm a skeptic. So I'm like, well, let's see if they pull it off. Um, yeah. You know, I, I definitely don't want to be the the guinea pig. You know, guest there and 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 it turns into woodstock 99 where people are lighting stuff on fire and no one yeah. you know, no one can go poop and in in privacy and all that kind of stuff so it we'll see we'll see how it goes I, will i go to those shows now but what i do love in this day and era is 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 these bands that are doing album tours playing the full yeah. albums that's yeah. what, that'll that's what will get me to a show my yeah. grumpy old man and i'll if face to face is playing three i think it was like last year or two years ago Face to face was playing like all three of my favorite records, and they played in Orlando, back to back. I'm like, oh my god, am I dreaming? So like that was that got me like to be like a little kid again. Uh, yeah. So I love it when bands do full albums, you know, and they do a couple nights is even greater. But I mean, if they just come in town and they play my favorite record, I'm 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 there. I saw Machine Head. They played Burning Red tour. It was it was the last show before the pandemic. It was a three and a half hour show. It was the longest show I ever had. No openers. House of Blues, Orlando. Nice the loudest second loudest show i've ever been to um and they played the whole album from front front to, front to back and it's the, that's the only machine head album i really like uh um, yeah and uh, yeah and then you album. walked out after they were done with the album you're like nah, i don't care about it yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a brutal assault uh on the ears uh but we had a really good time um and that and then the world shut down right after that and that was like yeah. the show before the pandemic but um but it was so great to see them because I had never seen them live before. And just to see them on my favorite album and play the whole album, that was just, that was incredible. Yeah. And I think that the, uh, you know, the one thing that, and I'll say this is probably where some of your skepticism comes from is do you think that like some of these festivals that bring all these bands together, festival is there basically just to expunge money from fans. They're not really like the people that set up when we were a young festival, like they're not from Las Vegas. They, had no management uh, relation to any of these artists. It's like, so what is this, an investment firm that's putting this together? Like, you don't really know who's doing these things until afterwards when they're like, you know, you know, you see that Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix and it's like, yeah, it was like an, inf- an investment firm and the guy from original Woodstock and that guy was like, who gave yeah. a sh- he didn't give a shit about anything and the other guy was just like, let's make money. It's like, it's not a great combination. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was Kevin Lyman or something, you know, putting this together, be like, Oh, okay. They'll, they'll pull it off. But when it's yeah. like, you know, it's like the wizard of Oz and you're like, okay, well, I hope they don't burn the place. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. I will I, say the one good thing about it is it's a one day festival versus, you know, three day festival or two day yeah. festival. So it's in and out. And then they got to turn it around for the next day, which is the exact same thing, but all new people. So 
when they have camping, when they have all that stuff where like you can't leave the grounds, like they actually have a re-entry policy, which is cool. Like if you can leave and come back, that's probably a good thing. Cause if you're trapped there, that's when people get, you know, that caged mentality of like, Hey, give me yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. No, yeah. I'm good. So let's kind of talk more about signal chords. Cause one thing I like about you, just like us is, is you cover more than just one genre of rock. You're not just stuck on punk rock. You're not just stuck on metal. You're not just, you know, straight up alternative or whatever. You kind of get a bit more adventurous. Um, and I was just curious, like, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about this, but what kind of musical taste did you have growing up that led to some of these styles that you still listen to today? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm 47. So I grew up through the eighties, the 90s, the 2000s, 2010s. So I've saw like five decades worth of music, right? The grunge, yeah. era, the 80s, the 80s glam rock, you know. Um, I definitely picture you having a mullet as a child. I had a mullet. I do. <laughs> I had I had this shaved all the way up here bald, and then I had the mullet on the side, and then it was a bowl cut up front. That was a <laughs> year of high school, I think. Eighth or uh, a freshman year in high school. Nice. Um, Florida, Florida, Florida boy hair, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I grew up through a whole bunch of different decades. So I was in a whole bunch of different music. But I think in elementary school, I, I was into Run DMC. I got into hip-hop really early. And then in, mm. uh, and then in middle school, I discovered, I discovered NWA, Eazy-E, uh, Ice Cube, you know, all those guys, NWA, Eazy-E, and then LL Cool J and all that kind of stuff. I discovered the really foul stuff, DOC, yeah. um, the really foul stuff. Two Live Crew and all that stuff. Yeah, two live crew is like more high school, but like yeah. and easy does it, easy e easy does it was like, are are you listening to this? Are you listening? Yeah. Are you listening to what he's saying? This is like the most amazing stuff, and we would like sing it through through uh, middle school, uh, not knowing what the hell we we're talking about. It's but it's the most foul thing in the world. So my I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm rooted I'm rooted in in, in rap in eighties rap, nineties rap, gangster rap. Um, so that's why I love a lot of rock rap kind of stuff because Living Color turned me on to. To the rock right that you know cult of personality when i heard cult of personality by living color i'm like this is a game changer yeah. right you know there's dudes rocking out in a fucking uh wetsuit you know with big giant dress <laughs> i was like what the hell is this, this is amazing yeah um uh and just like you know uh just amazing band and so that was kind of like my floodgate into rock you know and then that around that time def leopard was huge queens right and all that those kind of bands were were kind of huge and got into the little bit of the eighties, um, hair metal stuff, but not, not too much. Um, yeah. and then, you know, then, then the grunge took, took its part, man. And then I, I jumped in full force and, uh, yeah, I liked Nirvana and, and Pearl Jam and the sound gardens, all that kind of stuff, but they made me want to listen to other bands that were like them, not necessarily. Yeah. them. So they were like my gateway. So I got into grunge that way. I mean, just, I've gotten into everything. I like to say that I was in, I, I loved everything. I got into uh, Fear Factory when I was in a high school because uh, Roadrunner Records was a huge influence on any of my bio, you know, all those bands on that label, Life of Agony, uh, Typo Negative. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just so many, I think Machine Head was on when it was on Roadrunner. Um, but like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of great bands. Black Train Jack um, was on Roadrunner. So I got into that, the metal stuff. Fear Factory was the most craziest stuff I ever listened to as far yeah. as like, metal stuff that first record was just oh, there was nothing like it and i was like man they're singing like death and then a guy's got a huge voice and he can sing his ass like this is amazing um 
So I you think know, Columbia House sent me one of their CDs like as they, part of a subscription for one one month or whatever. My mom was like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, "I don't even know. Like, I've never heard of it." I, like, I didn't want it. <laughs> she was like, "Send it back." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's good stuff. I, I love Fear Factory, um, but Faith No More pretty much changed the game, and they became yeah. my my go to um, my go to band, Mike Patton. Um, he was my my I guess my idol if I, if I had one growing up. Um, and I got into Mr. Bungle, uh, huge. The first record, first Mr. Bungle, that, that was like the most insane record I've ever heard in my life. So that gave yeah. me, that opened my ears to the possibilities of metal and what metal could be and jazz and, and rap. And it, like, it was like the craziest record you ever see. And so it would open your mind to other different types of genres. Like if, if you yeah. can get into Mr. Bungle, you can get into anything. Um, yeah. they're just such a weird and eclectic band and they made different records every single time. Um, so yeah, I, I just got, I just loved different things and, and got into different things. And there wasn't really stuff that I really hated. What I really hated, which I call as cock rock. I can't stand cock rock, you know, the leather, you know, the, the kind of the groupies like poison like, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That, I never yeah. got it. I never, I never bought into it. I never bought Me into either. the hairspray <laughs> or the guys looking like chicks. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it, but like, I just never really got into that. Yeah. That glam kind of stuff. That sound, I've never, I've never liked it. I call it like Viper Room LA Rock. I'm like, I just don't like it. It still exists. And I'm like, how? Who's still listening to this shit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's bands out there today, and I won't name them, but I'm like, oh, oh. you know, yeah. there's, you know, there's a lot of like rock bands on mainstream radio that you listen to. You're like, yeah, that's, that's cock rock. Like, I can't, I, I can't wrap my ears around cock rock stuff. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, like, you know, I, I just love heavy, aggressive, melodic, music um, yeah it's basically what i like and that comes in the form of punk it comes in uh post hardcore metal death metal uh you know hardcore punk every every brand of punk you want to ska i love ska i was a big huge ska fan back in the 90s yeah um, so I, I i like i said i love it i love reggae um you know being in florida you gotta love reggae um so it, it's <laughs> i worked for a country station my last gate my last stint in radio here's a fun little fact I had to work for a country station. Um, I wasn't a DJ or anything, but I was, I, I headed the, uh, the promotions and marketing team. Um, and that was such a culture uh, experience of moving from a rock, a rock station over to a country station. Yeah. Um, so it even opened my ears to country and there's some country stuff that I like. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I won't. All right. That. This is where we end the interview. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but don't shoot me now, you know, but uh, you know, <laughs> I don't mind a country song here and there, but I like, I, I like it all case. Yeah. It, yeah. I will say there's like, I like really old country, but the pop rock country stuff that they do now where it's like, you, it's just pop music. It's just pop music with a twang. I'm like, this is all just horrible in my opinion. But like, I used to love, like, you know, my dad would play old, like Marty Robbins, Charlie pride, even like Alan Jackson, Randy Travis. Some of that stuff was pretty good, but it had, a, it was like, kind of meaningful it was like americana stuff right so it was like john mellencamp or bruce springsteen or billy joel kind of stuff so it was all in that genre yeah they try to replicate it now and it's not the same it's like you're literally talking about like being on the cell phone and sitting in the middle of a field i'm like that's not americana anymore like this is so stupid the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is happening right now but yeah just, i always hated all the puns all the puns like uh there was one it was uh yeah. one country song was like do you uh, do you 
plus me, yes or no? Is it like, do you love me, yes or no, plus minus? I don't know. It was so fucking stupid. It was like a math equation. They're like, check yes or no. I think that was the song. I was like, this is so yeah. fucking dumb. I'm like, why do you guys have to like make a pun about everything? <laughs> but anyway. I, I, lo- I love country for the, the fact that um, it's the one genre of music that I don't think about how they made the song. What's the purpose of the song? You know, like it's like I don't think about like, oh, man, it's a really like uh, I want to like I wonder who produced it or I wonder yeah. like, I, like I do with like normal music. Right. Like I, and dig deep. Like I don't have to think about it when it comes on. I'm like, oh, OK, it's a country song, whatever, even if it's, yeah. you know, the you know, the stuff you hear today. Um, like the Florida Georgia line and all that kind of Luke, hi, I'm Luke Bryan, um, you know, and all yeah. those guys. Um, you know, I don't mind it, um, but it's so great to not even like, you know, spend two seconds trying to try, trying to analyze it. But yeah, well, I will say when you said uh, I don't have to think about country music, and then you kind of pause. I should have said, yeah, just stop right there because you don't have to think about country music. <laughs> you you just stop me now. Let's stop talking about country music right now before i like i never have a podcast and people want yeah it. yeah now it's gonna be signal cords home of the you know farmhouse or something yeah instead of headphones it's gonna be old big old country hat big old fucking shit kickers <laughs> on the fucking big old paps blue ribbon on the fucking cover yeah <laughs> so let's talk about this year specifically what do you think is like if and this is going to kind of be a stumper this is what i would usually reserve for in the spotlight to ask like musical guests or whatever but uh yeah. As you don't play any instruments, I'm just going to ask you in the middle of the interviews, what would you say is the best rock album that has come out this year in any genre so far? Just pick one. Rock album this summer? This year, since this January. Year? Yeah. Do you even listen to albums or you just listen to the singles? Well, the problem with running single chords, I don't have a lot of time to listen to <laughs> albums in this full length. And there's only so much time between here in the liquor store that i can actually (laughs) like i try but i've got three kids at the house you know and a wife and a full-time job uh so let's go with track then what do you think is the best song i i man you're gonna stump me dude um i don't know first one that comes off the top of your head ah there's so many there's so many i could talk to you all about all right all the records i like um it's so hard (laughs) It's I hard. don't want you to be diplomatic. I want you to be antagonistic. Be, yeah. be, be classic Florida man on this one and just say something so controversial that everybody else gets pissed off. Uh, <laughs> um, Best I song really of the like, year is Willow. I don't even know what the name of one of her songs would be. but <laughs> Yeah. I, I the, it, Could it be any genre, like punk and metal and all that kind of yep, stuff? Yep, any or, rock genre, yeah. Um, I think, uh, well... If anybody knows and follows the page, I'm a huge Be, uh, Be Well fan. So uh, they have a new record out. It's called Hello, Son on Revelation Records. Uh, I'll leave with this is one of their songs on there. It's probably one of the most amazing songs. Uh, and for a band to follow up, well, what, one of my favorite records of last year with this EP, and it's like it's even as good or even better as, as the previous one. And then that song came out. I'm like, man, these guys are going places. Uh, that's That's the one song that, I'll keep coming back to just because this band has just been on my radar for the past two years and I can't stop listening to them. Nice. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened to the uh, EP yet, so I'll have to check it out. I haven't heard that song, so I should definitely uh, get on that. Is it actually like lyrics and stuff and, and and try to interpret lyrics. And if you're a lyrics guy, like I am, this is the, this is the band for you because it's just really lyrics. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have written a couple books of poetry and, and singing song, right? So it's something that I oh, spent a lot of time 
trying to craft and make better. Still suck at it, but you know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll leave you with this. Is is you know, uh, Brian McTiernan, uh, the lead singer of of Be Well. He uh, he produced Hot Water Music. Uh, yeah. A whole bunch of different bands that you're hearing. Um, you know, a lot of those post-hardcore bands. Um, but the, I'll leave you with this: is basically it's an autobiography almost um i should say autobiography but it was speaking on behalf of you know basically anything that i've ever done like i've done it for everybody and all that kind of stuff i leave you with the, the basically the music that i helped make and the gotcha. relationship i've had so it's like it's like it's a really great um it's a really great song and really powerful song nice all right so we were speaking about concerts a bit earlier curious can you name the favorite or your favorite concert you've ever been to Oh man, I've been to a lot. Um, <laughs> I actually do have an answer for this personally, but I'll let you. Yeah. I'll let you. Yeah, but only because the the show was just so fucking good. I was like, man, that was that was a great show. Yeah. Um, you know, I I still I still to the, I mean, I've seen so many bands, uh, even some of my favorite bands, and they haven't been my favorite shows. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'll always remember Faith No More and Helmet. And Ned's Atomic Dustbin, I think, um, played at this 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 place on the Angel Dust tour. And, and I know I sound like an old man, like you know, saying that my favorite show is in fucking '94, but it was just, <laughs> just one of those. It was just one of those like game changing. Like that that sold me on the live music, and it was really hard to beat that experience. I've had a lot of great times at shows, um, a lot of great experiences at shows, but ones that are like there was a time when. Um, Static X was playing with Blood Simple, and before Blood Simple was anybody, I don't know if you've heard of Blood Simple, but I have not actually. There's still nobody to me, apparently. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Look up Blood Simple, Cruel World. Um, so they, uh, the lead singer is in. Um, God damn, I forget the I forget offhand, but he was in a he was in a really popular uh, um, underground band. Anyways, I digress. Static X was playing. Wayne Static was still alive, and yeah. and and um, and. Uh, this band came on and blood, blood simple. And it was the first band that in a while that I saw, and I'm like, I have to find out who these guys are. I have to buy yeah. the record tomorrow. Um, Cause there's a lot of opening bands. You're like, okay, cool. And then you forget them. You're just there to see yeah. the regular act. And some, some bands every so often would be like, Oh, I'll check them out or, or whatnot. But that was one of the last bands. I'm like, I have to check this band out. They're just the most incredible thing. And so like that, that still holds true. Um, as, as a really good show in discovery. Yeah. But I, I, you know, alkaline trio was really great. Thrice is really great. I've seen rise against like 20 times. Um, a social distortion was really great. I saw no, uh, no effects is always great. Um, you know, but like no effects is great. They should be a bucket list band, but it, it was all right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it was a nostalgia thing. It didn't blow me away. Kind of a deal. I yeah. got to see Metallica and Volbeat and event sevenfold. A, a few years ago uh, so i saw metallica for the first time um and that was pretty incredible that was probably the loudest show and it was out it was outside at the uh camping world stadium and now is okay. the loudest show i've ever been to and it was outside and i'm like oh, yeah crap, I <laughs> yeah forever like but let's get more speakers in here <laughs> yeah oh god that's it. like when when one came like the gunfires and all that kind of stuff i'm like you yeah thought, you thought you're in the middle of a war man it was it, it was a really good show. Metallica is not my favorite band, but I went there to see yeah. Bowie, but, um, yeah. it, was, it was a really great show. And like when you have that money and you're that big of a band, 
you can't you can't have you can't not be not be impressed should i say yeah exactly that's a memorable one yeah my favorite concert randomly uh yeah. it was a pretty small show it was you know brooklyn bowl here in las vegas so about 1500 people for okay go when they were doing their last one for um the ghost album i can't remember what the what this called now ghost something ghost uh hungry ghosts okay uh they use space like they go out in the crowd they like use like screens in front of them like they just use everything to their disposal and it was like holy shit i'm literally watching one of their music videos for like a full hour and it's just insanely cool um one of my favorite bands too but like the visuals were so clever i was like good lord these guys are just like brainiacs like i don't understand how would you even think of half this shit i don't really understand who's who's behind it i mean obviously the band is part of it but they gotta have some like mad scientists thinking this shit up somewhere didn't they have a didn't they have a music video where they're on uh stair climbers or or yeah the the the, they're I just apologize to my mic stand. Anyways, yeah. like they had that, they had the, uh, you know, they were going up like this on the treadmasters or whatnot. Didn't they have like, it, yeah, it was a uh, tread, it was treadmills. They were flat and they kept dancing between them. And yeah, it was pretty cool. But they've like, you literally just look up, okay, go music videos. Yeah. You'll get in a rabbit hole because there's so many of them that are just like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, and they have like 200 million views on YouTube because they're just so crazy. Yeah. Like they've done one with Rube Goldberg machine where like they're knocking shit over. Uh, they did one with a Chevy, a Chevy commercial where they played a song with the car hitting stuff side on the side of the road and it made the song and he was just like singing oh, really? along to it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? The Chevy Volt, I think, is when they introduced it. I, I got like, a good idea. I got a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I could it's like, it's like, insane. Come those ideas. Yeah. They did one on uh, anti-gravity where they were up in the com- vomit comet and they came down and they were doing all sorts of shit with that. Yeah, man, so many things. How long, but, yeah. how long ago was that show? I want to say probably 2018, maybe 2017. But yeah, it was like four or five years ago. Uh, it was fantastic though. Like, uh, and again, this is well after the height of their like popularity, but it was still like, they didn't hold back from the live show. I don't know if they made any money on the tour, but the live show was incredible. Right. So that's, that's what I would say. If you ever see, can see, okay, go live, go see them live. Cause they're insanely cool. No, that's awesome. I didn't even know those guys were still – they're still together? They're still. They're together. actually working on a new album, which is – I'm awesome. excited about. It's been five, six years already, and they, they've only released four albums, which is crazy, and they've been around since like 2003 or something like that, which is – you would think they've got more albums because most people know who they are at least somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, uh, they just put out – when they put out an album, it's a good album. And so I guess they just put out when they think they can make something good. <laughs> hey, if it's good, you're going to tour on it for, you know, a good couple of years, take a year yeah. off, then get back exactly. to the <laughs> tour and then start working in the studio. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it. I, oh, actually, I shouldn't say I love it. I hate it when, like, you find a band and they put out a record and you find this record is so amazing and it takes them five years to put out another. And you're like, come yeah. on. Like, singles still aren't doing it for me. Just put out a record. Like, just quit teasing yeah. me. Already. Quit teasing Yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> so... As somebody from Florida, do you have a favorite Florida-based band? Well, the easiest, uh, the easiest answer would be a day to remember. Okay, uh, you know, they're from I thought like, maybe you'd throw out like a less than Jake or something. I like less than Jake. I like yeah. less than Jake the better than I do a day to remember for sure, uh, because <laughs> I, I grew up on less than Jake. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're probably the most the most well known uh, band that I like from Florida. Um, that's a really good question. I mean, there's there's some really good bands in, in, in 
Jacksonville. Uh, there's some really good bands. I mean, there's some really good bands here. Um, there's a band here uh, called Copper Bones. They're one of my favorite bands. And uh, my buddy Ryan sings for the band and does the stickers nice. for Signal Chord. So I have to give him a shot. Shout nice. out. Um, yeah, but it, I would have to say less than Jake, for sure. They, they put everything on the map. I mean, Hot Water Music's great. If you want to consider them from Gainesville, um, I really like Hot Water Music. There's so weird. Gainesville's such a random city for these bands to come out of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tom Petty's from Gainesville um these musicians and it's like a college town and there's like yeah. like a few gas stations i mean there's it's bigger than it used to be now but um back when we were growing up gainesville was like a two-lane road you walked you drove in you go to the school and you drive out like it wasn't anything but now they have fest every year and that's huge yeah. and they have all these bars and all that kind of stuff and i swear i'm going to go every year and every year i don't go um <laughs> one day i'll make it uh but yeah so it's tough. So I would say less than Jake Hotwater and music. Those are probably my two favorite bands from, from Florida. All right. And obviously I know that you get like a lot of bands that'll submit to you and, and uh, you, you know, you get some listens and, and sh- shout outs and such, but what is the process for bands to reach out to you? Because obviously, you know, they are going to reach out to you. And if they do reach out to you from this episode, like maybe have it in a process like that's easy for you. Is it as simple as DMing you on Instagram or do you have an actual form to fill out or how's it go? No, I don't. I don't have anything official. I think. I think once I get the podcast up and going, I'm. I'm gonna need some kind of structure. Um, right now, it's the wild, wild west. Right? You can DM me on Instagram, Facebook, um, comment or, or whatnot. You can always email signalcords at gmail dot com. Um, email me that way. Um, but I'm, I'm. You know, we all live on our phones, right? So we have our phones on twenty four seven. So if I, if I get an alert, you know, like I have time, then I'm. I'll, I'll respond to you right then and there because you know what, if a band's going to, you know, take the time out to say, Hey, we have a new song. We want to promote it. I will. If I, when I have time, I'll, I'll look at it and I'll respond to you. Be like, yeah, absolutely. I'll work with you and I'll try to get it on the schedule. You know, some days, some weeks are busier than others. Some, you know, and I try to separate genres and play a certain genre for a certain amount of time. And that's where it kind of gets tricky to where like, if I'm in a grunge, grunge rock, alternative rock, week of, of videos and punk all these punk bands are coming out of the woodwork i'm like okay yeah. well, I'll, get you guys, I'll get you guys out you know next week you know i can't can't promote it because i i want to have some kind of consistency yeah you know, i don't want to jump from a death metal song to a ska song you know what i mean like i want to kind of have an evenly flow and evenly separated uh genre that way people aren't being like what the hell what? it's like you know going from death metal to country to some people like what the hell is god <laughs> like you know yeah. like all the death metal guys um so I try to make it evenly transitional as possible. So people can, you know, I'll email me, DM me or whatever. If you're interested in, in, in being featured, I, I'm all about it. If you got a great music video, you got a great song uh, and it fits, fits what we're doing. I'm all about it. And uh, it's yeah. all about, you know, developing these friendships and these relationships and starting grassroots level, because not only uh, are these bands just starting out, I'm just starting out doing running this page and, and eventually getting a podcast, right? We're doing this yeah. stuff together. And that's what, that's what everything is about. It's just building the community. And so anybody can feel free to reach out. I'm not, I'm not a rock star or, or an arrogant prick that I think I'm better than <laughs> just email me and, and uh, send me a cheers and what's up. And uh, you know, we'll take care of you for sure. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, one of the, the things I find hard about band submissions is when it's not what you would, you know, it's not something you personally like. It's like, I'd love to help you out, but I can't really just put this out there because it's not really what I, what I would listen to, you know? So I always tell people, especially because like, you know, I'll get like 
heavy metal, hard rock stuff. And I'm like, I absolutely don't listen to heavy metal and hard rock. So I cannot, I can't put it out because the reason why is because I don't know shit about that genre. If I started to act like I talked about it, like I knew it, I'd, I'd, it'd be completely fake. So I don't want to do that. I want to make it legitimate. And I just tell bands like, look, man, I, I don't know anything about this genre. So you, I'm not the best fit. Like there's other places out there. I can send them to like other, you know, even possibly to you or whatever and say, hey, look, there's other, there's other places where you can go to help. But I just don't want to do it. Cause I don't, I don't know anything about those genres because you know, as this is powered by rock, there's so many genres of rock that <laughs> you can only keep up with a certain amount of them. I'm not like Matt Pinfo where I can remember who is in every single band since 1980 because I've been on radio in LA for 52 <laughs> years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, but, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And luckily I haven't had to deal with a lot of that because a lot, and I've been really lucky as far as people reaching out to me uh, yeah. and, and, and saying, Oh, that's great. And there's some stuff that like, I'm not necessarily into, and it doesn't happen a lot, but like, I'm like, ah, it's not really my style, but then, you know, I'll, I'll give them a chance. I'm like, oh, well, I know some, just because I don't like it where it's not my speed doesn't, doesn't mean somebody else is going to like it. Cause there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of like newer kind of like stuff where they're using like digital, you know, so there's not, it's not even a band and it sounds like popping yeah. and stuff, and, you know, whatever. And they're rapping and, but it's still kind of alternative and heavy and I'm like, well, that could probably work. It's not my style, but let me see, you know, post it on there and I'll just, you know, be done with it kind of a deal. Um, yeah. And then I'll post it and it'll get more likes than any, anything that I posted. I'm like, like I, I don't, uh, obviously I, maybe I don't, I don't know what, what's going on or, or, or whatnot, yeah. but just because you're, I you're an old man, Brad, you don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> you're losing God your mind. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I try to keep an open mind. Um, Cause yeah. there are stuff that I'll, I'll post that like maybe I'm not into, but people are, you know what I mean? So I don't want to limit it. Um, but there's, there definitely are some stuff cause there's, there's a lot of people out there that are like, Oh, check out this band, check out that band. And there's some bands who are like, Ooh, Ooh, you know, no, yeah, no, no. yeah totally not like, uh, totally not what I'm not, but thank you. Thank you so much. You know, but like the worst thing I could do is tell somebody, no, like it's, I have a really hard time doing that, which is one of my yeah. crux. Um, yeah. So well, I just don't, I don't say like, look, man, it's bad because like, I don't think any music's bad. I just think that, you know, yeah. my taste, I'll just say like, this isn't my taste. Like I know that there's fans for this kind of music because there literally is genres of this springing out and bands that are super successful. It's just, yeah. I, I, it's not me. Like, like I, I, I would say, you know, there's a couple places for you to look as far as other options to get it promoted, but it's just not something we can do because I remember when Carson went, Carson Wentz, Carson Daly was on, on MTV and he, he, people used to shit on him all the time for playing pop music when he was like, you know, like this guy who was into rock music. Right. And I'm not, I don't really, like, I don't defend Carson Daly or, or condone him in any way. Like I don't hate him or, or dislike him or, or like him. I mean, he's just doing his job. But one thing that always bothered me was he always said like, look, I'm just like a bartender. I serve what people want. And I'm like, I get that. But you also have some ability to control that because you are the single most successful person in MTV's history. As far as personalities, you could do a show for rock if you wanted to. Why didn't you ever ask to do that? But then he went on like NBC late night and did one called last call with Carson Daly. And I'm like, who the fuck's watching that other than me? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and pe people are there getting off the uh, third shift or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Carson Daly was, you know, I, I never, I was never a fan of Carson Daly. I thought, I yeah. always, you know, and to me, to me, I thought, and I still do to this day, I think he's the biggest tool bag in the, <laughs> in, in the biggest war in the world. Like I, 
he, I, I don't, for some reason, I don't know, like he's just got a punchable face. <laughs> that's, that's all I could say. Um, I wasn't a fan of TRL. I thought it was like, you know, if you're a metal and punk guy, you know, growing up and, and not mainstream music and what he was doing, he was, he was the you know, face of corporate music. You know what I mean? And I, I was yeah. like, yeah, he had all this access and he had all this rock background and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, now he's on the view or something like that, or he's on the today show or something like that. So, I mean, we yeah. all got to grow up at some point, right. And pay the bills and we all get married and, and have, have kids and, and all that kind of stuff. So I understand where he's coming from. Uh, I'm sympathetic to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's, <laughs> but fuck that's Carson Daly, punch him in the face. <laughs> him in his punchable face. <laughs> all right. I love, so I love Carson Daly, if you're listening, yeah. uh, he's definitely not. <laughs> Unless somebody's like, hey, listen to these assholes talking shit about you, Carson, and start spreading. I'd be like, sweet. You got to put like challenge 30, you to a death match. <laughs> you got to put like 30 Carson Daly hashtags, different styles to put Carson. Yeah. Daly. Carson <laughs> Daly's a bitch. <laughs> We're blowing up on Twitter, baby. Yeah. All right. So two questions before we go that are well, actually, well, yeah, two questions before we go. Uh, one, since you have started Sigma Chords, what would you say has been the favorite band or song that you've had submitted to you that you had never heard before? Oh, that's a good one. Um, or something that I picked out or, or, or discovered or somebody that came to me? Somebody who came to you. Somebody that came to me? Like a blind um, submission. Oh, man, there's, there's so many. Um, you know, I, got I, didn't ask you, I didn't ask you to give me a list. I just asked for one. Bless it. Uh, you know what? This this answer, I'm going to give this answer uh, because uh, this band put me in a music video as of recently. This band's <laughs> called The Sublets. Uh, my buddy George over there, uh, lead, lead singer, he's such a cool guy. The band is incredible. If you like pop punk, uh, alternative rock kind of stuff, um, singer-songwriter kind of stuff, um, super nice guy, super nice band. I'm um, not just saying that because they put me in a music video, but uh, they paid you uh, shitloads of money. I heard. <laughs> yeah, well, got on down though. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's there's a ton of other great bands out there. Um, but you know that that's just fresh on mine, just because uh, they debuted it, I think, a couple weeks ago. So that's nice. one of them. Of one of many. Of, co- of course, there's you know that Alter Apexes and Just Rides and Wes Hoffman's and Atlantic Union Project. That those those bands I really love and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, that I've, I've learned to love everything they're, that they're putting out, but it's really yeah. great to have a band come to me and, 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 and want to promote their stuff. And then I wind up like just loving everything they put out, you know, nice. Yeah. Like, these, like all these, all these bands that are coming that are looking for a fuck just- Mario. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't even answer my question. He didn't answer your question. Mario he deflected it. He's like, I don't get it. What's he talking about? Like comment so below bitch. Mario. What's your, uh, what's your thought on the government? No, I'm just kidding. He's gonna have to watch this for like fifty or sixty-three minutes now to be like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stick around for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once we start talking about country music, he's he's gonna turn the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so many great, great bands that have come, and and it's been so awesome that they do come, and it's so awesome to see these bands grow and get bigger and and do better things uh, from from start to uh, to now, and just see them yeah. get bigger. And I think, you know, that when they graduate and they they're selling out arenas and all that kind of stuff. God damn it. Then I'm you're going to hate them because they no, sold out. I'm going to have a, <laughs> have a fucking lounge chair on the stage, stage right, with cold beer in my hand and be like, I earned this motherfucker. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, I'm totally kidding. 
Um, but yeah, it's it. I, I love when bands, like I said, come together and 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 reach out to me, and and I wind up really liking their music too. So that's it's it's almost an addiction at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come come at me if you got a song. Let let me hear. It. I want to hear. I, I I talked to you earlier about having a short attention span. Like I go from yeah. one song to another and want to hear other stuff. So. So that's this my, last question, this last question should be real easy for you. Yep. Other than the soon to come home of the underground podcast, Signal Chords, very own podcast. What's your favorite podcast for rock music? Uh, I really like the one where um, his name is Joe something. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> powered by rock, baby. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I like to get some self-promotion in there too, so that's good to hear. Gotta love the power by rock, and I, nice. and, I and I will I will uh, promote you to the day I die. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your on your show. Um, this is my first podcast, uh, actually talking to somebody actually on an unofficial podcast. So, and I'm honored. I love what you're doing uh, with this page, and uh, you're an inspiration. And I think I said that when I was interviewing Mario, but um, keep doing your thing, man. You're 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 doing your thing. That's awesome. Nice. Thank you. And uh, I will say the last thing I'll ask you is to just, obviously we're going to put some links to the show notes below this episode. Do you have any shout outs, plugs or anything else that you want to say before we go today? Uh, no, you know what, you know, just follow us, you know, that's the, you know, if you're listening and you don't know anything about signal cords, you want to see a podcast start from the ground up. Uh, Cause I'm going to be posting a lot more of like, unfortunately you're going to see more of my face on the, on the, on the page and stuff, which I don't really like, but I feel like I have to just start promoting uh, the podcast. Um, but you know, just follow page and 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 learn from these bands and learn learn new music and, and discover bands with us, and uh, and just join us along the ride. And uh, that's all. That's all I really got to say. Because awesome features, features, features bright, man. Yeah, it's been an absolute pr- pleasure having you on this fiftieth episode of the Powered by Rock podcast, Brad. Uh, thank you so much for being here. And guys, make sure to go check out the show notes. Go check out Signal Chords if you haven't heard of Signal Chords or what they do. Obviously, you're going to find a lot of information, great stuff. You know, check out some brand new bands you probably never heard of before. Uh, and that's what we're all trying to do here. I mean, you know, between like, you know, Punk Rock Radar, Punk Rockette, you, me, a couple of these other guys that are doing it out there, the Palapalooza podcast just highlighting bands and, and getting people to listen to new music. Like, yeah, you, you could just stick to what you learned and listened to in high school, but there's a lot, a whole brave new world of music out there that still sounds just as good as it ever has. And people think, Oh, there's music's not as good as it used to be. I think you're full of shit. So, and we'll prove it to you. So check out signal chords, make sure you go to the show notes below and guys, remember the powered by rock podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe. And also if you hit that little bell on YouTube, then it'll like notify you when we have new videos. I just learned about this stuff like maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh yeah, I knew that existed, but I always forget to tell people about it. So I guess I uh, hit the little bell and make sure you subscribe and also share it on, um, on social media as well. You can also make a donation to the podcast if you'd like. No, it's not necessary. I'm not going broke or anything, but obviously it helps to make more awesome episodes. And, you know, maybe I have to pay a guest here to, you know, in the future. So <laughs> maybe it'll help with uh, making the episodes even better. You can find that link in the, notice, in the notes as well. You can see the full video interview on our YouTube channel as well as Spotify now as, as well, because they actually have videos on Spotify now uh, if you have 
like me, the, the beta version of it all. Um, if you want to check out some of our articles, album reviews, listen, and interviews, go to poweredbyrock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog. Also find our merch and gear as well so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on. Supposed to be